This is Upon Further Review. Bulls play-by-play man Jim Lauk joins Derek Sharp to break down last week's game. And he's going all the way to the end zone. With extended highlights of all the key moments. Without further ado, it's Upon Further Review. So thought about making this show a little bit shorter than the normal half hour, but you know what? First of all, there was a lot of highlights on the Bulls' offensive side. Unfortunately, there were a lot, of course, on UAB's side. Almost the most points allowed by the Bulls ever in their history. In fact, if you can stay tuned for the fourth quarter montage, you will hear how close it came to being that. But 56 was still a lot, and Jacob Zeno, the book on him was a lot of short passes. You look at the final numbers, and he had a lot of long passes, but not really. They were short passes that became long passes, and a lot that the Bulls have been doing so well defensively didn't work out so well in this game. A different stadium. I know, Jim, you've been to Birmingham plenty of times, but that was Legion Field. What was it like there from your outlook getting ready for this game that eventually sent the Bulls back to 500 in conference and was their first conference defeat? Well, this was one of those games that looked pretty good on paper. The Bulls had won two in a row, including a road game. Three and two overall. UAB was one and four, and they had lost four straight games. We did think, though, that the UAB one and four record was probably a little bit deceiving. They had Tulane on the ropes for a while in their game the prior week, and two weeks earlier, they had hung in pretty well with Georgia as well, ultimately losing by 28, but staying close for a lot of the way. This UAB team had an unusual offensive attack. They had really struggled getting the running game going. They'd been a little bit better against Tulane, but not many rushing yards. And they almost replaced the running game with a short passing game. Their quarterback, Jacob Zeno, completed 75% of his passes on the season coming into this game. And they used that short passing game to form a very effective offense. They were ringing up over 400 yards of offense prior to facing USF on Saturday. So certainly some things to watch out for as the Bulls traveled to Birmingham and visited Protective Stadium for the first time. It's an interesting facility, probably a little bit bigger than what the Bulls will ultimately build. Seats about 47,000. It was on county land, so there was a little more room to work with. Opened in 2021, and it was kind of strange going to Birmingham with USF football and not going to Legion Field. Bulls had played there five times in the past with great success, but Protective Stadium turned out to be a whole different story for the Bulls on this Saturday afternoon in Birmingham. Beautiful day, clear skies, cool temperatures in the mid-60s, a breeze blowing from the north that made it even cooler, and you just thought that the Bulls, with the momentum they had, would come out of the gates and play really well. And they did. Unfortunately, it didn't last very long for South Florida on this day. lot of touchdowns for you and Sam Barrington with Joey Johnston on the sidelines to call the first 13 touchdown drives averaged 2 minutes and 20 seconds. So we kind of got on that flow in the first quarter. Five scores in the period. One real early for the Bulls, one real late for the Bulls, but three for the Blazers in between. What we don't have is the full time elapsed between when the game was supposed to start and when the 
opening kickoff officially happened. That's because you're going to hear the abridged version, an onside kick that had to be reviewed. Four minutes and 40 seconds later, we got going in a game that lasted well over four hours. Don't worry, we've got it condensed to a half hour here. On upon further review, here's some of the key plays from the first quarter, including, unfortunately, a couple of turnovers committed by the Bulls. Ball's on the tee. Here we go from Birmingham, and it's an onside kick. Scramble for it, and I think they have recovered it. UAB with an onside kick to open the game, and they have recovered at the Blazer 45-yard line. How do you do, Trent Dilfer? Boy, this is taking some time. Now the headsets come off. Let's see what they found. After further review, prior to the ball going 10 yards, illegal block, kicking team number 10. That is a big call for the Bulls and not the one we had anticipated. Brown, keeper, runs it up the middle, into the secondary, and all the way, Byron Brown is going to score from 60 yards out. He broke through the defense and went untouched. Byron Brown puts the Bulls ahead. Long snap count this time. Now they pitch on an end around. They go to the left and they've got room and weaving his way into the open field for a 75-yard touchdown. UAB answers with Brandon Buckhalter. He's a wide receiver, and he came around the left side on the jet sweep, and 75 yards later, he was holding the ball in the air in the end zone. Rolling to the right, throwing back against the screen. It's blocked. Brown catches it, makes the catch, and he takes it upfield for a first down. Byron Brown caught his deflected pass and picked up about 13 on the play. Linebacker Desmond Little blocked it, but he sent it right back to Brown. Out of bounds at the 40, so give him 15 on the play, first and 10. Well, the funny thing is, is barring one block, Byron Brown's taking that to the house. He's got Atkins wide open. He throws it downfield. It's caught inside the UAB 25. Brown will throw. Pressure coming. Hit from the blind side. He gets rid of it. And that one was almost picked off on the other side of the end zone. But it's incomplete. Third and 10. Yeah, now that one, I'm not quite sure what happened with Sean Atkins on that play because it looked like he kind of stemmed out of his route later in the down. But... <laughs> These UAB defensive backs are going to be doing a lot of push-ups in practice this week. Third down and 10 on the UAB 23. Byron Brown completed his first three, but back-to-back incompletes have the Bulls with a third and long. Brown to throw. Looking, looking. Rolling right, unloads, and that one will be picked off at the five-yard line. Trying to get it to Weston Wolf. And Byron Brown, who had been flirting with potential interceptions, threw one there, and it's UAB football. Second and 17, Zeno hands it off. Boy, what a nifty move by Brown. He gets to the outside, and he's going to get a first down out past the 20 to almost the 25. And Zeno to throw. Quick drop, got his man, and breaking into the open field. This will be another touchdown for UAB. Taewon Palmer goes 60 yards, and the Bulls' defense gives up another big play. UAB takes their first lead. 
Wolf goes in motion. Brown following K1 Polly fumbles. Scramble for it. UAB ball from the 27th. So it is fourth down and four, and UAB is going for it. Blazers are five of 12 on fourth down attempts this year. They need four here. Zeno to throw. A lot of time. Now being pressured, but he hits his man, and it's a first down just outside of the 20-yard line. First and 10 on the 21. Here comes Brown. Started inside, doubted outside, got the edge, gets the touchdown. Jermaine Brown. And UAB is on the board again. They're moving fast. They're starting to play with confidence. They already have 270 yards of offense, and we aren't even out of the first quarter. One of the hallmarks of this Bulls defense so far this season has been pretty solid tackling, not so much today. This defense has to get it together. Now Zeno to throw, taking a shot at the end zone, intercepted by Braxton Clark. Clark brings it up the sideline to the 35 and down at the 40. The Bulls had not intercepted a pass since September 9th, but they got a big one there. Five straight incompletions for Byron Brown. He opened up three of three. He's now three of eight. Bulls need to get it to the 50. Brown to throw. Decent time. Caught. Atkins spins by a man. Gets the first down into UAB territory at the 48 of the Blazers. That was a great catch by Sean Atkins. He just ran an inside slant. Not only was it a great catch, but the run after the catch. Here comes Dukes. What a great move by Dukes. He gets the first down. He froze a defender, got by him, and got by the 20-yard line for a first and 10. They have not started the play clock yet. Bulls don't need to snap it here if they don't want to. But they want to. Brown will keep. He breaks through, gets into the open field, fights through a tackler, dives for the end zone. Touchdown, South Florida. Byron Brown, second rushing touchdown of the day. And the Bulls get a little closer as zeros go up on the scoreboard here at the end of the first quarter. So those jet sweeps, which were really running plays, turned into passing yardage, just to my earlier point, because the ball was pitched forward. But 75 yards to 75 yards, and the Blazers were making it look pretty easy. Looked like it was going to be 28-7 until the Braxton Clark interception. The Bulls in there, we didn't have the highlight punted from their own five-yard line, and UAB actually dropped the ball right at midfield, so looked like the Bulls were going to catch a break, and they still got the interception, so all in all, it wasn't terrible. First quarter yards for the Blazers, not a good number if you're South Florida, 250 yards, but Bulls were right there in it, but the offense in the second quarter did not gain a yard until the final half minute. By that time, they were down three scores. Here's how it sounded. Here comes the end around again. They go to the left, and this time there's a lot of white shirts, but still getting the edge out to the 49-yard line for a first down. That was T.J. Jones. Sam, I thought they had him surrounded, but he found a way. Well, they had him surrounded, but they didn't have him bracketed. There's a big difference, right? The bracket style of tackling, one outside, one inside, one on the point, that eliminates the ball carry from really getting outside, and they just didn't do a good job of that. Pistol formation again on first and goal from the two. 
Brown gets the carry and gets the touchdown. His second of the half, 27 to 14 with a kick coming. Yeah, and you know what happened, Jim? Another missed tackle on that play. Here is Brown, and he will be sacked. Spun down at the 15-yard line. Desmond Little, linebacker, wrapped him up and threw him down. Second and long. Brown to throw. Long down the far sideline. It is incomplete. Trying to get it to Chaffray Brown. Got to let him just a little bit more into the inside. I think we're striking up the bands, and <laughs> Joffrey is sitting in the end zone right now. Farrier end around, and he's wrapped up by Lloyd Summerall. Tackle for loss back at the 32. That'll be a loss of five on the play. Lloyd Summerall is a guy who's really come and helped this defensive unit. I mean, he looks like an NFL defensive lineman. He has a ton of length. He has a great motor, and he runs really well. And the Bulls wrap up BB. Jonathan Ross led the charge there. That'll be a loss of one. Back to the 47. It'll be second down and 11. When this defensive unit is playing its greatest football, you see a lot of tackles behind the line of scrimmage, a lot of high fives. That was Jonathan Ross who just used a simple swim move to get back to the running back. Zeno flares it out. And it is wrestled away. It's going to be called incomplete. Tavin Ward right on the intended receiver. Almost picked it, then almost pried it loose. It finally fell incomplete. It's third and long. Three minutes to go first half. Zeno to throw, stepping up, now going to run, and he will be dumped well short of the first down. Jalen Schuler. Pickup of four, Lloyd Summerall there as well. It'll be fourth and six. And some encouraging play by the Bulls defense. Got one stop, now they've got it to a fourth down, but it looks like they're gonna have to stay on the field. UAB's going on fourth and six, or at least they're acting that way with the clock running at 2.25. If nothing else for the Blazers, this gets rid of some of the time remaining, but they are going. Here's Zeno, throws it out, it's caught, it's Witherspoon, and he's got the first down at the 40-yard line. The second fourth down conversion of the day for UAB. They keep the football with two minutes to go. But they haven't looked like a one and four team so far today. Here's Zeno rolling to the left, and that will be a Brown. touchdown. That was a direct snap to Jermaine Brown, and he runs it in from four yards out. Jermaine Brown has scored three touchdowns in this first half. So we hit halftime down 21 points, and it was a really distressing first half. The Bulls were down against Rice. They were down against Navy. But in those games, we, we kind of had the feeling that we could see the road back, and I'm not sure that we felt that way in this game against UAB. The Bulls just weren't getting any defensive stops whatsoever. UAB had won the coin toss. They were aggressive from the beginning. 
almost pulled off an onside kick on the opening play of the game. UAB just seemed really, really ready to play for this one. You love the first drive for South Florida, the Byron Brown 60-yard touchdown run that gave the Bulls a 7 to nothing lead. Little did we know that the Bulls wouldn't lead again on this day. Defense really searching for answers. Yes, there were a couple of short fields. The turnovers really hurt the interception and the fumble by South Florida. Both turned into touchdowns by UAB. But it was also the big plays, the explosives, as Alex Golish likes to say, that really victimized the Bulls' defense. We talked about the short passing game for UAB. Well, they hit these big passing plays, but it wasn't like they were throwing the ball down the field like crazy. And one of the hallmarks of this South Florida team through the first five games of the season was that they were tackling really well. And that wasn't the case in this first half here. A lot of missed tackles leading to a lot of extra yards. And all of a sudden, UAB had almost 400 yards of offense as we went to halftime. If that wasn't enough, the Blazers had won the opening coin toss and deferred, so they were going to get the football back to start the third quarter. A lot of work ahead for South Florida if they were going to turn this thing around. Inconsistent on offense, ineffective on defense. And again, even though they had withstood a double-digit point deficit against Navy, even though they had come back against Rice late in the game, this one didn't feel the same. Down 21 at the break and really no answers to stopping the UAB offense. Well, I thought, and of course, fourth down plays have been so good when things have gone so well. And if you go back to their victories against Rice and Navy in conference, Rice getting a fourth down stop at midfield after that big swing in the game where the Bulls you know, were two inches away from taking a 27-14 lead. And as we know, Naquan Wright fumbles, 80-yard touchdown. Rice would actually get it back after that and have it at midfield, tried for a what would have been killer fourth down. Bulls get the stop, and the rest was history. Then against Navy, it was fourth down conversions that helped get the Bulls to a tie score after they were down 14-0 early on. So that fourth down call by Trent Dilfer on fourth and eight from the 48, if you don't convert there, you are handing the Bulls two minutes and the ball to make it basically 28-21 at halftime instead. It's 35-14, but it also kept the ball out of the Bulls' hands. No yards on their first two drives and just a handful, five to be exact, on the last drive. As we get to the third quarter, it could not have gone any better at the start defensively, but the Bulls couldn't take advantage. You're going to hear some missed opportunities here, and I know we're giving you a lot of highlights from a disappointing loss, but stay tuned, trust me. There were some, sometimes you have to laugh in the face of a tough loss, and there were some actually humorous lines. And some good plays by the Bulls, especially defensively. Yeah, in a game where they give up 56 points, they were trying, just wasn't enough. Here's how Jim, Sam, and Joey called it. Zeno flares it out. It's Brown out of the backfield, getting chased, and Schuler gets him out of bounds at about the 24-yard line. How about the range and the speed of Jalen Schuler? Don't get me wrong, Jalen is a very talented player at the middle linebacker position, but that there, Jim, has nothing to do with talent. It's all want to, attitude, sheer grit, and it's good to see that this defense is coming out of this half with a approach, and they're, they're pursuing the ball the way they need to. 
third down and 11 on the 24. UAB is three of seven on third downs today, but they're also two of two on fourth down. Zeno to throw, and it's incomplete. Jarred away by Christopher Townsend. And that'll bring out the punt team, and it's going to sail out of bounds, and the Bulls are going to get great field position. Payne hit that off the side of his foot. This is going to be in UAB territory. Throws it long downfield, looking for Simmons. Incomplete, a little too much on it, and it's fourth down. Yeah, and this will be a fourth and seven, and it's just a, a little too long for comfort, but then again, I'm not Coach Golish. Right lines up left side, they're going. Brown has time, throws it long into triple coverage, and it's incomplete, knocked away from Chaffrey Brown. Pistol formation now with Brown behind Zeno. Brown gets the ball, and he's got a wide open path on the left side. He will take it all the way to the end zone for a 23-yard touchdown. Jermaine Brown scores again. And UAB extends their lead. That's four rushing touchdowns for Jermaine Brown. Here's a pitch to K1 Powell. He's got good yardage off the left side. Crosses the 50 into UAB territory. And he's down to the 35. A 27-yard run for K1 Powell. Powell lines up left side. Greenwald comes in motion. Brown throwing long, far sideline. Got a man, and it's incomplete. Jaden Alexis had a step, maybe two, on his defender and didn't make the play. Yeah, I mean, that just, it doesn't get any better than that, right? Your quarterback who's been under pressure pretty much all day makes a pitcher-perfect throw, and he sits it right in the bread basket, a.k.a. in between your hands, and you drop it. Unacceptable. And all indications are they're going to go for it on fourth and one. They are three for three on fourth downs today. Zeno over center. They snap it. Hand off Brown, and he's stopped by the Bulls. Rashad Cheney, tackle for loss at the 41-yard line. The Bulls will get the football. Third and six. Here's Brown on a designed run. He's going to get the first down. Breaks a tackle and keeps fighting inside the 15 to the 14-yard line. That's a 23-yard run. It gives Brown a 100-yard rushing down. He's near the goal line. He'll be down at the one. It's Dukes. I don't think he got there. He did. There go the arms up. Yeah. Looked like Dukes got stopped, and the line judge hesitated. And the Bulls get a little bit closer here, late third quarter. Thomas in motion, Zeno to throw, got Thomas open over the middle, and he is going to go untouched for a UAB touchdown. Amare Thomas, 49 yards, and the Blazers add to their lead. And the Bulls, no doubt, will go for it on fourth down. They've been stopped twice on fourth down today. Everybody in tight, including Michael Brown Stevens on the right side. Byron Brown is over center, right the running back on fourth and two from the 26. Hand off to Atkins on the end around and he gets the first down. Atkins comes around the left side, gets to about the 20. That'll be a six yard pickup 
Fourth down and 11 from the UAB 21-yard line. Play clock at eight. Now Brown has the ball. Looking, looking, and he will be sacked back at the 25-yard line. Third sack of the day, second of the drive for UAB. Right before that sack, Andrew Kilfoyle, member of the offensive line, which really isn't going that deep right now, gets hurt, and he's in doubt for this week. You heard some drops, especially that drop pass in the end zone. Those crushed the Bulls. Alex Goldish mentioned that after the game. And again, more long touchdown plays for UAB, and they would get one to start the fourth quarter. Keep in mind that the Bulls had never allowed more than 58 points in a game. It looked like it was going to happen on this day. Here's a brief highlight reel of the fourth period. Yeah, you just never know with this game. And I think beyond anything, right, it keeps the players hungry, humble. You think you got everything figured out. You're feeling good about so many things. You have a great week of practice, and then boom, you get slapped in the mouth. UAB will line up with a running back on the right side, four wide receivers on third and 15. He's going to throw under pressure, and it's batted down at the line of scrimmage. Michael Williams batted it down, and there's a flag down in the secondary. Prior to the pass, holding, defense number zero, automatic first down. Looking to throw, has time, got a man, it's caught, first down and more into USF territory to the 40, to the 30, and all the way into the end zone. Holy cow, 57-yard touchdown to John Palmer and UAB cracks the 50 mark. Here's the kickoff, returnable for Matthew Hill at the three. Up the far hash mark, gets to the sideline, has a little room, has a big return to the 50 into UAB territory, and Matthew Hill took that one about 60 yards. I'm not really surprised by Matt Hill on that run. He's a guy who, he's a really fast player, so you couple that with the strength that it takes to play the safety position, I'm not surprised he put himself in a great position there to return that ball the right way. And obviously, he's a senior at this point. He's played a lot of football. He knows what it looks like. Right still the running back on second down and 10. Brown to throw, looking, looking toward the end zone. Caught, Naeem Simmons, touchdown. That's six for the Bulls, 13 yards, Brown to Simmons. And the Bulls on the board here in the fourth quarter. Here is the onside kick. That's taken by UAB, and there goes a diving tackle to save a touchdown. Now a fumble in the end zone, and that may be a score for UAB. Touchdown, Blazers. There's your points record. The Bulls tried an onside kick. It didn't get far enough. It was scooped up by a Blazer who ran it down inside the 15-yard line, got tackled, fumbled, and rolled into the end zone. UAB recovered, touchdown. How's your night going? The runner was down prior to the ball becoming loose. First down, UAB at the nine-yard line. All right, so take it off the board. They brought the ball back to the nine-yard line, but that was painful nonetheless, Joey. And weird. From the 22-yard line, 32-yard kick from the near hash mark. The punter Foley is the holder, and the kick is up, and it's no good. So Quinn falls to one of five on the season as he goes wide left, and it's still 56 to 28. Third down and two. 
handoff. Kwan Powell, he has stood up, but he moves the line forward, and he got close to the marker. Boy, that play looked like it might have gone for a loss, but Powell just pushed everybody forward, and he got the first down, a two-yard pickup. Tough run by Powell. Brown ready to go. Throws it long downfield. He's got Jaden Alexis. He makes the catch at the 20, and Alexis will be dragged down at the 15. Alexis had everybody beat. He had to wait on that ball a little bit, but he made the catch. Here is Michael Brown-Stevens with the catch. Byram Brown, the touchdown pass. He rolled to the right, hit Michael Brown-Stevens, and the Bulls in the end zone with five and a half minutes to go. And that will be the final play of this game. Tough one, just got to learn from it, move on. That next play mentality that Alex Golish likes to talk about, very important for this team as they get ready for Florida Atlanta. Sometimes things just don't go your way. Not how we drew it up. I think this one took a lot of people by surprise. Hats off to Trent Dilfer and UAB for a really good game plan. But as we said on the broadcast, in a lot of ways, it wasn't so much what UAB did. It was what South Florida didn't do. The missed tackles were disturbing. The turnovers were disturbing. And just the inability to stop UAB's offense all afternoon long really gives a little bit of concern for this South Florida team as we hit the midway part of the season. Florida Atlantic is coming to town fresh off a close win over Tulsa. The Owls are 2-3 and three overall. They are 1-0 and oh in the American. So it goes without saying, it's a very important game for the Bulls, not only to get back on the winning track in conference, but also this is a really challenging part of the schedule for the Bulls. They play four of five games in this stretch on the road. That's a lot of travel and a lot of road games. There is a bye week mixed in there that will help a little bit. But this game coming up Saturday at Raymond James Stadium against Florida Atlantic going to be the only Bulls home game for quite some time. Got to find some consistency offensively. They didn't really run the ball very well against UAB. Concern, obviously, on the offensive line for the Bulls. That's been the area that has withstood the most injuries so far in the first six games. Andrew Kilfoyle was shaken up, missed a lot of the game last week, and a lot of guys are walking wounded on that offensive line. We'll monitor that this week, see how those guys can come back and see who's going to be available for Saturday. It'll be homecoming. That's always fun and a rare home game at Raymond James Stadium on Saturday. It'll be a 3.30 kickoff. Our airtime will be 1.30. Looking forward to it, seeing if the Bulls can iron out some of the things that went wrong in Birmingham when they face Florida Atlantic this Saturday. And win or lose, as you just heard, a full half hour, we will have the highlights for you and our analysis on Upon Further Review for Jim Lauck, I'm Derek Sharp. This is Bulls Unlimited.